Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts that you're thinking about or, you know, that are running through your mind or your head. Anything anything really involving running a bed to, around bedtime. Running, you know, somebody, you know, okay, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, right. My brain said, well, let's just get a... So anything, thoughts, feelings, like emotional feelings, physical sensations, changes in routine, schedule, you know, running, noise, like an engine running outside, where you say, what are you waiting for? Freaking deliver the food and get, you know. Okay, sorry, I'm off track already. If you're new here, what is it? Sleep with me. Podcast to put you to sleep. We do it at the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn on the lights, plus play. I'm going to do the rest. I'm going to create a safe place to distract you from whatever's keeping you up. There's a little reset. I'm still thinking about that car, though. You say, okay, I, you, I know you're not. The, okay, this is. Are you kissing in that car? You shouldn't be kissing on the first date anyway. I mean, you should believe me. I, I don't. I mean, I believe me. I don't know anything about that. But, uh, okay, but I got to get back to this podcast intro. Yeah, so whatever's distracting you or keep it from a podcast, I need a podcast to distract me from my podcast intro. The podcast that puts you in the podcasting zone to put people to sleep. But I'm going to try to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. Here's what I, here's what I propose, or here's my offer. And it's a free offer. You know, just use this your time. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use these creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, all around goofy attitude. You remember those goofy cartoons? I think they were like, I think someone time traveled and observed me in my regular day to day life. And then they went, like, I was just thinking about that. I can't even remember what I was doing. I said, this would make a great goofy. Uh, and they said, you can't even, and I said, exactly. If Goofy was pitching a, like a Goofy show movie, they would need to hire, they'd say, we want to pitch a thing where Goofy pitches things. And I said, no problem. I got about 10, I got an episode where I pitched Rick Moranis. I got three where I pitched Tim Curry's agents. I got one where I pitched Adventures uh, in Babysitting 2. Pretty sure after it came out, but I didn't know it came out. And I don't even know who I was pitching that to. Other than the actress and the actor. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm pitching something to the new podcast listener just in case they're here. There's a little uh, little double P action. Hopefully I'm, it makes me want to say pointillism. I don't even know why. But if you're new here, here's the structure of the show. Just to put you at these five minutes or so at the top of the show so we can pay our bills. Uh, pay for a little bit of the work that goes in the show with the editors and stuff like that. Credit everybody that works here. And then we have an intro. We're about, uh, I don't even know because I can't, I'm just at a weird angle. But we're about four or five minutes into an intro. Usually intros are around 12 minutes long. Yeah, they're a show within a show. Like some people fall asleep to them. Some people brush their teeth to them. People code to the shows. I've heard about people peeling, you know, some people peel their vegetables to the intros, fold their socks. Uh, whatever it is, it's meant to kind of, every every intro is different, but it usually has the same level of competent incompetence that I show 
where I say, I'm going to try to explain to the new listener what this podcast is. And you should, so thus far, I, I put, it becomes, it puts people to sleep. So I, it used to be in the intro business. Uh, and I wish I am not in the joke business. So I couldn't craft a joke out of that. Uh, yeah. That's why I, I mean, that's, yeah, I guess improve. Okay. A lot of this intro is just me proving my point uh, that what I'm up to. And what I'm up to is not much. Here's the offer. You you uh, you can start to listen to me. I'm going to try to take your mind off of everything. And I'll just be here talking. No pressure. Uh, and at some point, you'll probably realize, if you haven't already, uh, it'll catch up to you saying, wait a second, the, the, he, this person, he's not bad. This is a non-threatening individual. Like he said, he's competently incompetent. But like, not, not, yeah, I guess he's like, I, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm barely more competent than Goofy. And let's leave it at that. I don't remember. I don't know if I watched Goof Troop. I know that question. Part of my brain said, did we ever watch Goof Troop? And I say, I don't know. I think maybe on mute we may have. That was with other Goof, Goof, Goofy, Goofy characters. And again, I say, think of the movie where there's like, I think it was Stand By Me, where they said, well, Pluto's a dog and Goofy's a dog. How come Goofy? Well, we don't need to get into that. So if you're new here, one, you know, clearly, so you see, I do the, yeah, what's this guy talking about? I would say, well, I'm talking and I'm talking about stuff, but it's not, it's, yeah, just, right, a, a bit of a, a bit of a mush mouth that comes up every once in a while. But I'll be here talking for you to take your mind off of things. So you don't need to listen to me. One of the few podcasts that you can listen to it, and but it works still if you don't listen. Most podcasts, you can you, you can tune them out, but you're going to miss something. Uh, this one, you might miss something, but you won't miss it if you catch my drift. You, you know what I mean? If this that, 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 that would be funny if it wasn't true. You say, well, and you could say, you know, the next day you say to your partner, or your roommate, or your coworker that listens to the what Did I miss anything last night? You see, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I think Scoof Scoof. Did he change? He's changed his name from Scooter to Scoof. And I don't. I think he said he was wearing a, one of those goofy hats or goofy like. A, maybe I don't know. You know, you didn't. Miss, did you fall asleep? You look great. Oh, thank. Yeah, I did. I fell asleep. I thought he said his name, he, like he, he was starting a toffee company called Goofy Toffee. Really? Okay, well, I slept great too. So, podcast is go, go, silly, goofy. Uh, you don't need to listen to it, but you can listen to it. That's the other thing. It's a podcast to put you to sleep, but in a kind of indirect, almost like accidental way. Like I'm, I'm fumbling around with your attention, just like I have too many boxes uh, you know, to go back to, to roll with the image, we see maybe I stepped on a roller skate and a banana on a roller skate, which if it was one of those movie shorts, it would uh, somehow keep me from falling. Uh, but then it would have some unintended consequence, which would, you know, further the humor. But this, this you know, I'm in the mild humor business, not the uh, not the slapstick humor. I save that for my personal life. You know, for the sh- you you come for scoots. The Schadenfreude is free if you need. Uh, but so you you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Also, I'll be here like an hour. 
So it's a podcast to put you asleep and take it, but only by taking your mind off of things and kind of escorting you across the threshold from wake to sleep. As you kind of realize, well, I'm glad the Scoots is here talking to me. And I'm also glad I don't have to listen. Thank goodness I don't have to take notes because I wouldn't even know what to write down other than question mark. You say, that, well, that's probably, you say, question mark, roller skate with banana roller skates. And I say, maybe put banana-flavored roller skates. What are we taking notes about? Oh, my podcast. Okay, let me get back to the intro then. So I'll be here for like an hour. And now if you can't fall asleep, I give it my all, all the way to the end. You know, tonight we'll be doing our uh, episodic series, Super Doll. And uh, like that, you know, that should take your mind. So, so there'll be a whole story after this. That's what I'm saying. And the reason I do it is uh, a couple of things. You know, I've been there and not been able to sleep. But a part of it is because I'm, I'm an overthinker. If <laughs> you say, wait a second, what? I never said I was a, like an over in, uh, overthinking intellectual. I just said I was an overthinker. Okay, we could we could change that to overthunker. Overthinkers, I'm an old, 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 oval, oval thunker. Okay, I'll take that. And then another part of me just said, oh, thun- lunker. No, thunker makes more sense. An over, overthunker. Oler. Oler. Ovular. Remember, I tried to figure out if that's really a word. Ovular. Ovular thunker. Oval thunker. Uh, but if you're new here, so here, here's the thing. Well, I guess I was trying to cover it. It only took me 11 minutes to try to, you don't need to listen and you don't need to fall asleep. The reason I make the show is because I've been there, lying there thinking. And once, you know, the stories started, like internally with your own voice and you're the main character. And I don't know if this is what it's like for Goofy. I mean, now, like, we don't want to get existential at bedtime and no. But but we could have compassion if Goofy gets into that circular thinking. It can be really tough to pull out of that. But if you have an outside story, you know, with you know where you say, well, what's the story about tonight? Well, I don't like it's not about this. But what if it was about a man who invented banana flavored roller skates? But he accidentally called them over skates. Uh, and say, well, I don't know if I'd be interested in that. I'd say, well, would you, would you be interested in falling asleep to it? Here's, the, I'll tell you the story. It's, uh, it, it, there's, there's, there's a man who loves, he, he loves scratch, scratch and sniff snickers, <laughs> stickers. Uh, you don't think you got to scratch and sniff snickers, you just buy it and eat it. He, he loved scratch and sniff snickers, stickers. And he also, uh, he loved the the image of having a roller old fashioned roller skates in his mind, and he also loved yellow, and he also loved artificial banana flavoring, and he decided to uh, make a banana flavored roller skate. It was scratch and sniff, but also you know you could, it tasted like it, and it turned out he wasn't up to the task. He he so he just invented it in his mind, and it would skate through his dreams. The boy who dreamed of the banana-flavored roller skate, he did write a fictional autobiography about himself, the character that lived within his heart that loved banana-flavored roller skates, who was also a successful inventor. He did invent the uh, strawberry-flavored pogo stick, and he, he, he was thinking of other blue-sky ideas, like uh, 
I don't even know because he, he didn't make it past this. Once he once he had the strawberry flavored uh, pogo steak, he realized it's not. You know, you can't do that. It's not like it's not. It's too pogoy to 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 taste. Just like the like licking a roller skate's a bad idea. And everyone lived happily ever after. At the end, as the skate rolls through your dreams, and the pogo stick bounces through, you know the the clouds floating over your head with sheep sheep on a pogo. You think wood flavor sheep, grass flavored pogo stick for sheep? Now that's a bedtime image. Hundreds of sheep, but jumping on. Uh, you know what do sheep do? What do sheep think of strawberry flavor? No comments. Uh, but that's it. If you're new here, it's podcast with just sleep. You don't need to listen, but you can listen, and I'll be here uh, because I've been there. Uh, Spycast is is different. It's off. Uh, it's off the charts. Strange. Uh, and so I don't want you to feel any pressure. Give it a few tries. Almost uh, all the reviews say the first time I listened to this, I thought, what? And it takes two or three tries. It's not for everybody, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. If it doesn't work for you, you know, feel free to honestly email at Dear Scooter on Twitter or get a hold of me. I can point you towards some good audiobooks and some other stuff you could test out. Uh, but this is like the sillier version. You know, there's a lot of uh, more uh, straightforward things out there. And I consider putting you to sleep very serious business. Uh, it's just I conduct my, you know, I conduct my business. You know, my business is a banana-flavored roller skates. So I take it seriously. And I'm honored, really honored to help. Uh, and I appreciate you giving this show a shot. Uh, if you're skeptical, totally, I get that. And I'm glad you're here. And not only do I hope, I yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for coming by. All right, so it's time for an episode of uh, Superdoll Stories, our episodic series about a superhero team. I think they're called Superdoll, not behind their backs, but just in the history, you know, just in this history book, uh, oral history. Uh, but it's a team of superheroes. Originally, they were wait like originally the series was the team uh, waiting for a moment to save Earth. I mean, I give you the basics. Like as far as I could tell, when it's not the movies, if there was a team of superheroes, uh, this particular team symbolizes this. Uh, there's not much they could do unless they were intervening in all human affairs. So I figure, you know, they would have to be limited to moments when. Uh, you know, the stakes are earth, you know, earth or bust level stakes as, as I think they will be tonight. Oh no, tonight's, I think tonight's a seminar. One of, one of the characters is giving a spoiler alert. Uh, so those stakes are, but they're close. Uh, so that the, in that case, if that was the stakes for the superheroes, you know, it'd kind of be adult, it'd be super dull. So that was a little bit of, I don't know if that's a pun or a play. I don't know if it's a play on words or not. It's playful. Uh, that's what I try to do. So it's an episodic series. So I don't know, this is like episode 10 or 11, but you can listen to them in any order. Uh, this season, they've kind of all been independent uh, short stories, and they're definitely in the bedtime, you know, believe me, you say, okay, I don't know if there will ever be a, and then you fall asleep, uh, but they're all really nice uh, heroes. Uh, 
and they're here. You know, what do heroes do? They keep us safe, and uh, uh, they're here to serve. And I'm looking forward to tonight's story because uh, it's a character that hasn't gotten the spotlight. Because, because oh boy, they, they might be the dull. I thought the, the main characters were dull. Uh, but he's a super nice, uh, super nice hero. And yeah, so I guess uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Super Dull Stories. Oh, thank you everyone for being here. Uh, my name is Carbon, 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 uh, Carbon, Carbon, Jack Carbon, and Carbonton. Sorry, it was at a, it was doing attendance somewhere else where I had to say my name for my last name first. Excuse me, everyone, and thank you for coming to my seminar this afternoon. I'm sure we're going to be covering a lot of things, uh, interesting, you know, the, the actionable items. Uh, they used to say years ago, like this was. Uh, let's see, how do I fill this in? This is my first seminar I'm giving, by the way. I don't know how you like these glasses. I think they look very, very I have these new glasses to look professional. Uh, but I, I know a lot of you are here, uh, and I, like, I'm an expert in this. This is an area of my expert. To, they said that I have to give a speech. Anyway, I'm glad you're all here. This is my first. I'm a little nervous. That's why I'm having so much trouble. Uh, but I wanted to give you a little presentation Uh and this is about running, of course. Uh, you, 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 some of you, most of you are here because you. This is what you need to instill in you. Uh, something. My goal, I guess, tonight uh, is that you leave here knowing one thing. Uh, because this, uh, by the way, this seminar won't cover uh, like a training program, which you should already be like doing during the day, is my understanding. I'm a guest speaker. I'm not a member of this uh, training camp, and it can or when to run. You know, running when, when that should be also covered in another set of things. Uh, but this is something specific to consider when running. Eh? especially when the circumstances you find yourself in will encourage you to be running for, for necessity, you know, or, I mean, in one of those necessities, the beauty of it is time savings. With all the walking we do now, supplemented by running, it's a new world. And, and that's where I'd like to start tonight's presentation is looking back at running, you know, Long ago, in the age of uh, Greece and Athens and things, and uh, the Olympians, there was something called a marathon, and I'm not exactly—I think it was a place marathon, and uh, the, the, you could run, run between the two, and it would be—I think it was Rome to marathon was about uh, twenty. I don't know. I don't really know a lot about the history. Oh, you're raising your hand. Oh, yes, I, could, I guess I could read this. Uh, thank you. They, oh, I haven't, I didn't realize I have an assistant. Thank you, everybody. Okay, I was just handed this by my assistant. Apparently, this was from the that site formerly known as Wikipedia. A marathon comes from a legend of uh, Philippides, a uh, Greek messenger. Uh, oh, so I, it was correct. It was just Athens, Greece. I get my Greece. Uh, anyway, he was sent from Marathon to Athens to announce that they had uh, toppled the Persians and uh, 
the Battle of Marathon. And this was uh, late summer, early fall, 490 B.C., so a long time ago. And it was said that uh, Philippides ran the whole distance without stopping, burst into the assembly and said, hey, we won. And then he fell asleep. First person to talk about this was Plutarch's uh, On the Glory of Athens, a book uh, this came out first century A.D., and, uh, you know, they, they couldn't agree on the name, and many other people wrote of it. There's a debate about the accuracy of this legend, though. Uh, you know, some people say the Greco-Persian Wars, that Felicity, Philippides was, uh, ran from Athens to Sparta and then back, which would be 150 miles. And, uh, you know, some other stuff... Uh, and they say no mention of uh, messengers from Athens uh, Marathon. Uh, but the main part of the Athenian army after the battle uh, were worried about a naval raid by Persian fleets. Uh, so they went back to defend Athens quickly. Uh, so it could have been the whole thing. Now, Robert Browning, 1879, that's... Uh, those were that's the most recent calendar before the new the new calendar the new nag calendar that you should be following now. As confusing as it is, I, I personally don't even bother. Couldn't it could care less what day it is, except for today was the day I was giving this presentation. Eighteen seventy nine. Robert Browning wrote a poem for Philippides, and uh, it was a story which became uh, imbued in popular culture and accepted as a legend. Now, there's one issue: is there's a mountain Pentop and Penteli between Marathon and Athens, so it would be would get gotten in the way. And there is a modern Marathon Athens highway, probably modern when this was written. Uh, but it has a gentle, protracted climb between. I think I read a book uh, the Murakami ran this. Maybe who's Murakami? The author from not not a few years before pre pre fall uh, author. No questions, by the way. So anyway, at each time there was a legend that there was a marathons. But then when the Olympics began in the late 1800s, early 1900s, they wanted to recall this glory, imagined or real. And so Michael Brial came up with the idea of a marathon race uh, in the first modern Olympic Games. Again, modern to these people that wrote this article. And they staged a race, uh, which was won and ran in three hours and 18 minutes. Uh, and it, it, like usually these races, then at some point, they just want to get to the point here. Really, uh, history doesn't play too much a part in it. So let me see if I could summarize that. Once upon a time, there was uh, something happened in Marathon. They said, get this news to Athens as fast as you can. It was about 26 miles away, and somebody ran there, and they didn't stop for a break. Probably not true, clearly, but uh, it close enough that it could have been done. So people said, well, it could be done. And then it was in the Olympics in 1900, and then I, don't, I can't follow it after that. I, I don't remember much about marathons in my day. I mean, 
You did. Sorry, that might have brought up a confusing question. I, like, uh, when we look back at the history, let's just stick to the United, the former United States history. At some point, it went from an Olympic event uh, to a competitive event to a competitive and uh, recreational event, running marathons and running races. And my understanding in preparing for this course was that it was a uh, was was very popular. And at the time, there was many theories of how to train because some people were were not uh, professional runners or even uh, hobbyist runners. And they said, well, I'd like to run a marathon. And this is where we get into the juice of our subject matter because most people would say, depending on how good of a runner you are, how often you do it, even if you did it often, is, is I'll, I'll be using myself an ex- as an example to attempt to make this relatable, even though you say, well, you look at Mr. Cart, Car- Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. C, let's just call me Mr. C, Mr. Cart, yeah, Mr. C, you, you seem like you're in great, it very, well, I am, but it doesn't mean that it's easy to run. It's not very enjoyable. How many people love running? There's a, no children raise your hands, uh. Uh, so a few of you, that's good. That's very good for you. It's uh, now how many people run out of necessity, right? And and you all look like you're very, and you're here at this camp, uh, and you're here at this campus, you know, part of training. And uh, this is good because it, we're, we're going to teach you more and more about running. But one of the reasons people would run these marathons is because it seemed nearly impossible. Something that was possible but unlikely, but it felt nearly possible. The idea of running 26 plus miles uh, at first blush would seem impossible, even if you were mostly in shape, even if you were training. And as I like, uh, as I looked through the courses, I would have to. I said, "Well, I could do that." And I remember now; it wasn't that long ago. That I said, well, if I have to talk about this marathon, if it, it, it course on running here, I should start running. And I started running, and there was something about the 10 miles for myself uh, that I just seemed, I said, I don't know, Mr. C, if we'll be able to break that 10 mile. That seems, very, there's something about 7 miles. I said, well, I don't like running, but... uh you know, I could listen to, uh, I, I like, 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 does anybody like listening to uh, space sounds? I like, uh, there's a couple, uh, this might be confusing for some of you, but space has a certain sound to it. And you say, let's not overanalyze it, but that's what I like to listen to when I run. And I hear things there. And now they, they, when I get back and I communicate with some of the scientists, uh, some of the NAG scientists in particular, new NAG, uh, yes, new NAG scientists, they don't seem to be able to make any sense of it. They say I'm projecting meaning. Okay, back to the running. It, it, like it, So I it, finally I did break through that 10-mile barrier. And then after that I found, again, it was not easy, but that was more of a mental barrier. Now let me let me let me let me let me try to get to get to get on track. I do have some notes here, uh, but all of you are here as volunteers. You voluntarily signed up to, for this. Some of you brought your children, and I see all we cover a larger range of ages as part of your uh, 
you know, this new nag flourishing program, but flourishing within the reality, uh, especially those of you that are only in nag affiliated areas and they're separated, you know, those of you in regions, and I know this term's fallen out and out of vogue, but in this particular, uh, Greek Roman model, you know, those of you that still live in regions with city-states, uh, how many people, oh, you're not allowed to answer that question. Well, just perk up your eyebrows if you live in an area with city-states or affiliated groups. I know that some of you are not from the U.S. Okay, so that makes the former USA. Sorry, sometimes I forget about all that. Okay, so uh, you all said to yourselves, and this may be a generalization well, much like I went through a process of saying, huh, we, like uh, it has been proven by some NAG studies that the ideal distance to be able to run is somewhere between 14 and 20 miles. And that's somewhere in that 14-mile range, depending on your journeying distance, if you could run that, uh, you could cover a lot more ground. And a lot of people would say, well, why don't you get a wheeled vehicle? or powered vehicle, or uh, a uh, beast of burden, or, or any of these things, a bicycle. And yes, those are all means of transport, but we this is a mean of, means of transport and a means of locomotion that is always at hand. And it never needs to be repaired in some sense, but it also needs to be maintained. So I think all of you are here because you have great vision, you may have a bicycle, you may have a tube repair kit, you may have a scooter, you may have, a, I don't think we have any billionaires here, but you may have a, a horse or, you know, a, a, some other means of propulsion. But running is still, I think we share the vision, it's something you can do whenever, especially when you need it, and uh, burst running, fast running, has huge advantages, not just in, in situations where you would need to do it, but in situations you would want to do it. You say, well, I get there faster. And, you know, it keeps your body. Anyway, you, so I think we all share this idea that many people view as strange. Why wouldn't you be in good shape to run in this our postmodern era, let's just say it, postmodern era? And I don't want to overstep my bounds, but running, I believe, is very tied to fears and hopes and dreams. Uh, you know, those could be all situations you could find running through your mind as you're running or preparing or saying, well, if I, you know, how many people here have run to a kiss before? A few of you. And I think, I think I assume some of their hands are going up. And how many of you have run, this is this will be a stretch for a dream, but you've run towards something you thought you saw, whether it be a pool of water or, you know, a, a cache of food or a fellow family member, something you ran with excitement towards something. And maybe it was there, maybe it wasn't there, maybe a view. You ran to the top to see over the next hill to see if there was a settlement ahead. Yes, 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 or you've run, run with something, you know, like uh, running, running, uh, you're, you're, you're trying to accelerate faster than something, but yes, yes, uh, that type of running too, everyone here is nodding their head, great, 
And some of that is a balance of reality and expectation. You're expecting a settlement to be over the next hill, or you're expecting that twinkle to be the uh, metal cover of a coffee can, or the shine of some water to drink, uh, or, you know, to say, well, let me see if I can, you know, if that looks like a good place to spend the night. Uh, so running's tied to those things, and it's 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 tied to you're connected to the earth, you're connected to your body, you're connected to your heart, and you're in you're in you're in a bit of control. You can't control everything when you're running, uh, but by coming here to this to this uh, this camp here, you are taking another step of control. If you don't mind me saying, a step of forward in your control of your running. And I think you'll be going back to your communities and training others. And that's going to be one of the tough parts. And that's why I guess what this, I, I didn't realize it till just now. I didn't write that down. But I think that might be one of the goals of this presentation. Because uh, people are going to say to you, well, why the heck would I run? You know, they say, well, th- those are good reasons to run water, food, uh, longevity. And, you know, immediate longevity, long-term longevity. Uh, relations with another, you know, the more healthy you are, that is another reason uh, to do it, or into the arms of someone else, you'd run into their arms. So I think that covers that. It's it's a thing that people view and they say, what, you know, why would I start following this running protocol that nags? I don't know if they're going to make it mandatory. That's the thing. You're ahead of the curve if they make running mandatory. I think this is a new nag. You know, this is new nag. I was, I was, anyway, not important. The history of nag. This is not a course on that. But so you have the idea of running. And then you have the beginning of running, the training, uh, the, 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 the learning. And those such things, you know, you're going to start running, you're going to start feeling, and right away, not that long after you start, even before you start, or the people you're working with, you're not going to want to do it or you're going to want to stop. And let's just deal with that right now because that's why I'm here is to help you deal with this, these specific things, the stopping of running and I'm not talking about the stopping, uh, him talking about the stopping that goes on in between your ears. So if there's the stopping before, uh, and that can be some of the most difficult. That's why NAG is debating. Is learning going to be mandatory? I can't answer that question. I'm only guessing. Uh, but here's an easy way to start it, you know, after you've laid the seeds with all the benefits of running and some of the downsides of not running, you know, especially if it's a traveling companion, getting everyone running, and, and I guess running is a strong word, you could just say shuffling, you know, we're only talking about double time or what's jogging, but it's just running sounds much uh, it's more melodious and uh, it has this mar- connection to marathons. I thought it would make a better first seminar speech that I've ever given. Uh, but this is what it was like for me. I don't want to run. I don't want to do it. I don't want it. And I said, well, let's just start. And I'll tell you what, Mr. C, if you run for one mile, 
or in this case, I don't know if now we don't have like a, a mechanical time wouldn't be helpful. Uh, but this beginning moment is the, one of the essential ones uh, to work with the people you're working with or work with the person within you that you're working. You're going to be coaching yourselves at first, obviously, like I was. So I said, come on, Mr. C, let's get running. And you can do that. You can make it. Well, you don't really have to run. You just got to move faster than walking. And it's more effective to, to, to jog than to walk. You know, those are the, the, those are for your training courses. I don't know the difference between fast walking or jogging, other than my personal preference is to do neither. But that's not realistic. See, okay, so Mr. C, let's just start going. And then the other Mr. C that lives inside me says, well, no, no, no. And I say, well, how about this, Mr. C? You could do it. We'll just run to that cactus over there. It's a ways away. We'll see what it looks like. Uh, we'll have a sip of water while we're moving. And then we can decide whether, but really, we're going to go to, you know, it helps have a reward at the end of the run. But that's, we're talking about the initial stages of the run and when to stop running and how to counteract that natural instinct to just now to say, I don't have any, I don't want to do it. I don't have any interest. I don't know if am, am I, am I, I don't know how good a job I'm doing. Is anyone, you're nodding. Okay, we'll see. Oh, you have to be here. <laughs> but it's part of the voluntary camp that you're at, right? No comment. So Mr. C is running, and then we get to the cactus. And as we approach the cactus, the little Mr. C within me says, I don't want to run anymore. And but we have to keep running because we're following our our training protocol, which would say we're this is our first seventeen mile run. Let's just say that. Uh, so I say, well, Mister C, that's only one mile or one one whatever. It doesn't matter. What do you say we go to the second uh, marker, uh, two miles? Uh, hey, can you do you think you can do it? No, it's, I know it's not easy. Uh, but, but, but then when we get to the second mile, we'll, we'll decide whether to stop running. But it, do me a favor, little Mr. C. In between now, if you agree to keep running, let's just keep running till the second marker. Then we'll decide whether to quit. We'll do the pros and the cons as we approach it. And this is just a method to fixate on because you say in between those points, point, quit point one, we're at, but we're, and then we're off to quit point number two. But in between one and two, there's no option for quitting. You just say, well, we'll just keep running to the next one. And we'll be twice as far along as where we started. And we'll be partially, I think another thing, I guess I didn't write this down, is to keep in your mind is that this we're moving away from a goal. This isn't goal-oriented running, you know. We may be headed from settlement to settlement, so but this is part of a greater process of a lifetime of running. In you know the present realities, I, I don't want to give anyone a crestfallen face, but uh, I don't see I see running as an essential part of humanity for for a little while here with uh, everything that's gone. You know, with the, with the present situation. And then what we're going to do is, again, you're going to get to quick quit point two, and then you'll say, well, we ran one, two, can we run to four now? And we'll skip three. So between two and four, uh, can we not, like, get, get any quitting? We, like, we won't stop. It becomes non-optional. 
it's optional at these quitting points. And I've argued with some of these people at NAG about this because they say they, they want to make this part of the, you know, that you cannot quit. And I said, well, you can't do that. And what happens is in between these quitting points, if they're optional but not really optional, I think it'll put you a little bit more at ease. It did for me because they said, okay, I don't, I, I don't like this, but I'll keep going between uh, quit point two and quit point four. Quit point three doesn't exist in this model. And even when you're doing that, there's a lot of noise. I'm listening to space noise, but then in Mr. C's head, there's a lot of noise saying, oh, I'm so sweaty. Oh, what about that mesmo- this mesmal? My cat is so uh, whiny. And uh, why doesn't it? And then, you know, you're thinking about it. Why? You're thinking about life's frustrations, a lot of noise saying, and like a lot of all or nothing thinking, they call it. Now, the people that are having all or nothing thinking, they never started. And another thing to start to recognize here is as we listen to this noise, uh, but we don't uh, don't let it draw you in. And that's not easy. But you say, hey, don't worry about it, little C. Uh, we got the space noise. I see you're agitated. But up at quit point four. Well, wait, here comes quit point four. Like uh, you were saying, you you loathe this running, and it's so terrible. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I, I agree with you. I, do you think we could make it to quit point eight now? Because I think we should, could keep going. Because are, are we enjoying this space noise when they, like, did you hear those ones that sounded like, uh, you know, those noises were nice and... They were in both ears of the speaker, and we'll drink some water here, a little see. And I totally hear you that this is not the greatest, but also we, we, we I know physically we can handle it, little see. Mentally, this is tough, but we have done our training regimen. And if we did have a way to track, I think we're at mile four. And we can run on a daily basis, you know, 12 to 14 miles, you know, with a couple of days, you know, so this is not outside of our comfort zone, you know, so, so, so other training should be there for you to access if you're being trained properly by these other trainers. And I was following those training courses, so I think it should work for you as well. I said, okay, and then little C said, well, yeah, I know we can run eight miles. It's not a problem. And some of you are looking at me, and don't worry if you're new if you're new here to camp, but you will get to the point where you'll be able to run the next suggested minimum distances uh, for health and well-being. Now, just a little subject on the speed. Again, your training should dictate your speed, and the conditions should dictate your speed. Because one thing that little little uh, Little Mr. C would say, let's say we hit four and say, okay, let's go to eight. You know, like a lot of times in these gaps will be, start spinning scenarios. Little C likes to do that. So say, well, what if, uh, you know, we're getting tired now and then we have to run faster. Uh, and then he said, maybe we should just stop running. So in case we have to run fast later, we're, we're at, you know, because what if we run 16 miles? And, uh, 
you know, then we have to run faster. That's not, then this whole running would be, now that is, that is alluring on the surface, that type of argument. And you will hear other people make that as well as the voices within your head. But NAG scientists have been studying all this, uh, and they know that, that these recommended the, the training program, even if you're at mile 16, the, the edge of the recommended daily distance. Again, I don't know that it recommended. I think it's 16, though. If you've been following your training protocol, you would be able to run fast, and it wouldn't be fun. So uh, the body is a very resilient uh, machine, and uh, so don't let little C, you know, take you out. And you say, okay, little C, I know you don't like, uh, but, you know, NAG has our best interests at heart, of course. So, so you say, well, let's just keep going to number eight. What do you say, little C? How, how, do, you, how do you feel about that? And then you and little C will reach eight, and then you'll be into a distance mode. Because usually, uh, you know, you, you could go about two different things. I like to keep it stretched, so I would go to 12 after that, or all the way to 16. Uh, but you, you uh, let's just say we decided to go to 12. So you, as you approach eight, you say, okay, little C, what do you think? Should we give up, or should we keep going? Uh, because, you know, if we stop running, you know, the distance of walking at the time of the day would mean we won't make it to our, you know, if we've, if you've properly mapped uh, out your uh, travels uh, using, that's the, the, another level of your training, you know, you'll be hitting an ideal camping area, ideally with other community members or an ag-supervised area. And, you know, that they, they, they nag tries to have some some luxury rations for those of you that have run. Uh, and, and that's another thing they're going to be tracking. So if you were tracking from, you know, a mile marker one nag area to a mile 16 nag area to camp in the next evening, I'm sure there will be luxury rations there. And that's a balance. You say, well, I could get, there'll be, well, there should be fresh water, uh, uh, possibly cooking in, in hygiene facilities and a luxury ration for us, little C. Or we could stop and start walking here, mile eight. We'd only be halfway there. And, you know, we only average two miles, so then it's like uh, at the top. Uh, and they probably cl- close off the, you know, they, they would cl- we wouldn't get a luxury ration. We might be able to walk there fast enough, but they would know because we checked out at the other. So we wouldn't get in, uh, we might not even get that far. So we'd have to camp out here. And it's mostly cactuses and stuff. So it'd be a little bit chilly and we wouldn't have to have, we, we have some water. And ideally, at some point, little C will say, well, let's just keep going then. And you say, okay, little C, we'll keep going in mile 12. And what you're trying to do in this situation is just balance these two competing needs. It's kind of a paradox uh, in a strange way. Little C wants you to quit, wants to keep us uh, safe by quitting. And little C, I guess, the little C within me is just a little, I guess, uh, he's grouchy. I don't know, like some one time I was working with someone, a different kind of training, and they said, Carbon Man, I mean, they said, Mr. C, why do you keep, they, 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 they were dealing with some things I was dealing with. 
And we're talking about little C. And not to, yeah, we, I had a laugh about that too, sir. I did. Uh, but no, and I, it was little C just wants to keep, it doesn't want to do anything. Little C wants, that's how little C keeps me safe. Just don't do anything. Don't go running. Don't, but he said, well, some of us now are migratory, you know, migratory people. Or conditions change in one part of the former, you know, wherever you are. Uh, and then the opportunity, which we'll talk about in the final portion here. But uh, you say, well, little C, I don't know if that really works, keeping us safe by not running and not doing anything. I know we don't like running, little C, for sure. Uh, but by not running, little C, we don't uh, get, we won't get anywhere. And there's like this weird thing when you're running, you're training, and, and uh, you know the with the next, I, you know, this, this is like optimal training, and it's your travel time. So we're getting somewhere. We might get somewhere good for sooner because we're running. And little C, I know you think you're saving your energy when you're not moving. But the reality is, then we're we're not because you see. Do, do you understand, little C? I know it's a little complicated, but I know you just want your job's just to keep me safe, huh, little C? And at one point with me, now this was a difference. This was, but little C just said, "You know what? I'm just scared." And I said, "Well, that was the cutest thing I've ever heard, little C. You're just scared." And uh, so little C is a bit of the the term I think they used. I didn't understand what it meant as a paper tiger. Because, oh boy, between mile marker four and one time I just went from four to 12. I didn't even bother with eight and little C was on my, and I said, well, we'll decide at 12, uh, whether to stop running or not, little C. And little C was roaring at me and I had forgot, you know, you know, all over my case, uh, but in the end, it's just a competing interest, but it's not really competing. It just seems that way. Little C says, oh, boy, if we run, it's going to be the worst ever. But is the reality of the situation is, is like, uh, this is useful stuff. I can see all you with a serious look on your face. Uh, being able to cover distances, and then in times when you're not covering distances, being in the shape uh, to be able to move uh, whatever, you know, whatever the reason being is very useful and incredibly, incredibly expansive, uh, of, for your well being. And a little C, little C just needs a little pay. Say, well, I know you're scared. So, so it's like a strange, it seems like it's competing interests. Little C wants to keep us safe and it's an appealing message. Oh, let's not do anything. That's the safest bet. Well, you know, keep This doesn't feel good. As opposed to stretching outside of some of Little C's comfort uh, and having to exert ourselves physically and mentally and maybe even on other levels. Uh, you know, some of you are probably here, you know, and your families are back in your your areas. So, you know, that's not an easy thing uh, to, to do. But if you can hold those two things to be true, little C needs a little caring. Little C is scared. Little C wants to keep us safe. But you're trying, the, the, the thing is, that, and it's tough for little C to see that. They say, well, I'm trying to run to keep you safe. Don't you think now we're at 12, we just got to make it to 16 now, little C. You think we could do that? 
I'm just so proud of you. We just got to keep going. But then little C might even say, well, then we got to run tomorrow. And they say, yeah, but we're going to get somewhere. And they think about how far we've come and how, like, what would that have been like if we were walking that whole time? And that time we did that dodge and we ran and we did run fast. And we took, we did take a little break in there between, uh, you know, mile 11 and 13 because we, we just said ran that. And then we ate like, you know, so we're doing great, little C. Uh, but the amazing thing also is, 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 and then you'll say, well, say, okay, and then you'll make it. And again, little C is right in the truth that it's a process, you know, we're not getting there. Uh, it's just a stage on our journey. Or, you know, you say, well, you, and you may spend some time, you may reach a settlement and you say, well, I like it here and I'm going to stay here for a while. My skill set fits well. Or the environmental conditions are very nice and, uh, you know, whatever whatever the stability of New Nag is, uh, you know, they, they could, could, could be going great. Uh, so, that, you know, that you could, but it is someday you, you better, you know, as they're trying to teach you here, it's good to be in good, good running shape. Uh, and when you could be running with your family, jogging, moving. Uh, but then those of you that are here, not only do you get the opportunity to take care of whatever that is within you, the little C, and the big C, you know, the big part of you say, well, maybe I'm more than little C. I'm also me, and I've got my body, or my family, or my friends. Even though some of them, like this guy, this guy he won't run. I, I say, well, see, I ran, and then like... Uh, they call me, my workplace, they call me Squareface. Now you're, that's funny to this class, that's great. But I, I would also like to say that you're all heroes. That's what I, the point I was going to make. Uh, because as we do this, and as NAGS, a lot of NAG studies have proven, is that this running, if you're returning it to the people from your community... You know, they're not really going to like it, but if we could, like... Uh, by teaching them this, and it applies to other things. You, see, you might say, like rationing, you might say, well, I don't care, you know, I, I don't care to eat just this one thing today. I'd like to eat two of them today and zero tomorrow. You say, well, that's, you know, tomorrow I think you'll feel differently. You can use that to say, well, let's just eat one today and then we'll eat our one tomorrow. And then tomorrow you could decide if you're going to eat two would be probably, bet, you know, and you're gathering data from the past. The thing with little C is he doesn't remember data from the past. He doesn't seem to care. See, like I said, little C, I know we can run 16 miles and still run. And little C said, no, 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 I don't think so. And so people in your community are probably going to feel that way as well. But as you bring this to them, you're really bringing it to them in a way to help them. And to help them, uh, you know, some of them, uh, now there's not many people left that, uh, you know, lived in the, the, the new old, the new world or the new old world, uh, but, you know, the states or whatever you want to call it, refer to it as, uh, but those that did, uh, like, uh, you know, it hasn't been an easy transition. I guess there are a lot of people, I guess I, sometimes I get mixed up. You see, I have an affinity for the 1950s, and from the 1950s, it's a little bit less uh, 
you know, less people around uh, those days. I don't know why I have, uh, yeah, I do look like I have a 1950s square jaw. That's funny. Thank you. Square face. Yeah. But so those of you, who, when you complete your training here, you know, you'll be able to bring this back to your community and care for them in the same way that little C is trying, but mistakenly trying to care. Uh, do you understand? You're actually uh, in a position, and it won't be a popular position, but NAG also has, you know, some of these former marketing experts trying to figure out the best way uh, to pitch these things so that when we get back, people will be enthusiastic about it and say, okay, like, uh, well, you really are giving people a gift. It's not that pleasant. But I, I know all of you have nodded to say, well, there's that time I saw that fruit on the tree, and I ran there fast, and I grabbed it, and then I gave it to my child or my grandparents. I ran, and then I did find that pond of water. Or, you know, I ran around because whatever that thing was, like, uh, and we ran around, and we got up on the hill, and, you know, that was the time we ate so good. Or I ran into the arms of my lover. Or, you know, I ran into, you know, I missed my, fa you know, family so. And I ran those last four miles to see them. And it went by in a breeze. The little C doesn't say anything then at the end of a journey. Uh, the, the the end of the beginning of a journey, you know, the first part of the journey where you're going somewhere and you say, well, or when you're going somewhere and you're very highly confident they really will have luxury ration. You know, how many people know what popcorn is? You know, right? They, they have that at this camp here. I know that's one of the luxury ration rewards. And you say... Oh, I cannot wait. And then I think that they're good. I know you're sick of the popcorn now, but you they'll have something else for you soon. So I think you're seeing my point is that, that uh, this is a good thing, but that uh, the, the summary. So here's the thing. It's hard to get started. And the idea of becoming, once again, a marathon people, especially those people still that are tied to the past way of life where, where people were living here in the States, is a difficult one, and our idea seems it seems wacky and off the wall. You uh, take on a running that nag wants everyone to get running again or jogging or you know the, the traveling speed. I don't know if any of those words hit for anybody. They told me to test those out. Uh, uh, so you'll have the idea that seems wacky, and then the implementation is hard to start. Uh, one of the biggest hurdles that we're all trying, and we'll all have to work together to get that going. Uh, but one way to start is to have the option to stop. Uh, you know, no one likes these shoulds or have tos, especially little, the little C's within us. Uh, because the thing is, the little C wants to be validated and heard and say, okay, well, I know you don't want to start, so we'll stop pretty soon. Or you, you can tell me more about why we should stop soon. So let the little C's be heard and the people in the community and let them be really heard. Like I said, it took me a long time to hear that little C say, hey, you know what? I'm scared. And or and sometimes people might, you know, might just say, it's not going to be easy. That's why you're real heroes. 
Uh, but you get, get things started and have the option to stop. Uh, but have the option to, to, to for the pros and cons to be laid out before you stop. But remember, there's a lot of noise. So set the stop at a distance and say, okay, well, in between now, you can't complain. Uh, uh, tell me at mile marker one how much you dislike this running and why you should stop little C or community member. Or, uh, you know, some of you may have to work with people that are, uh, you know, the former employers or something. You know, that'll be even harder. But, uh, you know, city-staters. Does anybody live in a city-state where you call them city-staters? And then just keep reinforcing and saying, okay, well, is it that? Or can we keep going? And they say, what do you think if we just keep going one more try? Uh, but, you know, and, and again, this is going to be layered in with the proper training. So that backup default of saying, well, uh, you know, I can't, I'm not cut out for this. You say, well, no, no, this is built into the training. So you, you are cut. You can do it. Uh, and for NAG will have a special program for people that are susceptible to injury or fake injury. So don't worry about those things. Uh, I don't, and I don't want to even, I don't know what to do. So this is more about the mental aspect of stopping than the physical and just keep an eye on that. But, but the main thing is you, you're, you're pushing, uh, you're, by not pushing them, you're, you're, you're keeping them going by giving them the option to stop and letting their reasons for stopping be heard and validated and to see the depth of that reason. And, and it could be different than little C's, you know, every person is a bit different, uh, so, so you, so you have to be curious and you'll have to maintain an inquiry and you'll have to maintain it with yourself because it might be a part of you that says, well, I don't want to listen to this person, you know, uh, that wants to stop or maybe they, maybe I should just keep them going like, uh, by mandate or by, uh, whatever, or maybe just let them not run. No, you're a hero and you're trying to keep them moving and trying to keep them at the opti- you know, an optimal place. So I tell you all this, and, I, and also, you know, I was, by the way, I was mandated to do this course. I just want to say that. I think I did a great job. Uh, but I was also mandated to do this course. So part of this was uh, my resistance to doing this uh, is a part of my heal. They said this is a part of the, the people I was working with. They said, well, this is part of your healing process, Carbon, Car- Mr. Car- Mr. C., so I was very resistant to, to both the running and the teaching about running in design. They said, well, design your own course. Uh, and I think I did it to a spectacular job. Also, I actually, I can, I don't, I consider myself a hero. I do. I know that's, uh, but, but I consider all of you heroes too. So we're all equal. I think that was a little sea talking. I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't consider, I consider myself, I consider a little sea hero. How about that, little sea? A hero that wants to keep, and I think that's where we'll end, folks. He's just, uh, listen a little, did, did that make sense? Does everybody, who here has a little sea within them? Well, I'm good, I'm good. So I want to take their hand and, uh, I don't know where little C could live anywhere within you, but I think for me it lives in this solar plexus to the bottom of my ribcage area. So I'm going to take both my hands and put them over over my solar plexus and my ribcage, top of my ribcage. Uh, I'm going to say, hey, little C, 
you can keep going, and I'm going to be here to keep an eye on you. And new nag is attempting to keep an you know, attempting to create a, like a, a, an affiliate. Anyway, they were all doing, and you're doing your best, little C. And I know you want to stop, and you don't want to do anything, and you want to just turn a switch to keep everything safe, and it's not easy being little C. And I'm proud of you. You're a hero, all of you, all of you little C's in there, doing your best. And it's not easy. And uh, I'm holding you now, little C, and saying, hey, you know, keep going. Just between this one and the next one. And then I'll listen to you at the next one and say, well, maybe we should take a break. Okay. So everyone, it's time for bed. Good night, and uh, thank you for attending my seminar. Mr. C, big Mr. C going out. Good night. And I want to say uh, thanks and good night to Ryan B on Patreon, Marina S. Uh, thanks and good night, Patricia. Thank you and good night, Matthew. Thank you and good night, Michaela. Good night and thank you. Good night and thank you to uh, Christina, Diane, good night and thank you. Starlene, good, thank you and good night. Uh, Garrick, good night and thank you. Nancy, thanks and good night. Julie, thank you and good night. Uh, Bonnie, thanks and good night. Uh, Daniel, thank you and good night. Linda, good night and thank you. Anthony, thanks and good night. Tony S., uh, thank you and good night. Zach M., thank you and good night. MLH, uh, thank you and good night. Uh, Greg S., uh, thank you and good night. Linda, Lindsay, Lindsay N., thank you and good night. Aubrey N., good night and thank you. Patty O., thanks and good night. Sabrina G., thanks and good night. Mario T., good night and thank you. Uh, Kelly T., thanks and good night. Psalm, thank you and good night. Lindsay H., good night and thank you. Good night and thanks to Sylvia. Thanks and good night to Jamie T. Good night and thank you to Jordan B. Thanks and good night to Dave B. Louise, thanks and good night. Tiffany L., good night and thank you. Ross P., thanks and good night. Uh, Hillary V., thank you and good night. Cheryl N., thank you and good night. Lindsay L., good night and thank you. Barth, thanks and good night. Michelle J., thank you and good night. Deborah P., thanks and good night. Janet D., good night and thank you. Nate C., thanks and good night. Amy S., good night and thank you. Sarah, with an H., thanks and good night. Travis P., thanks and good night. Matthew P., thank you and good night. Jerry, thanks and good night. Kristen, uh, Kristen, thanks and good night. Philip B., thanks and good night. Ian, thank you and good night. Valerie Thank you and good night. Thomas B., thanks and good night. Dawn B., thanks and good night. Cherish, thanks and good night. Christopher T., thanks and good night. Renee, thank you and good night. Janon, thanks and good night. Barbara, thank you and good night. Mandy, thank you and good night. Sheila R., thank you and good night. Nicole K., thanks and good night. Stu, thanks and good night. The teachers, thanks and good night. Monica H., thank you and good night. Ari A. E., thank you and good night. Sherry P., thank you and good night. Taylor E., thank you and good night. Thea M., thanks and good night. And Tammy, thanks and good night. And then over on Venmo, thanks and good night to Mary. Thanks and good night to Caden. 
Jason, thank you and good night. Tom D, thank you and good night. Jose, thanks and good night. Amy, thank you and good night. Joe Jammy, thank you and good night. Uh, Dante T, thank you and good night. David C, thank you and good night. Phil E, thank you and good night. Fletcher W, thanks and good night. Joe P, thank you and good night. Andrea N, thanks and good night. William S to the C, thanks and good night. Haley, thank you and good night. And Tara, Tara, thanks and good night. Thanks and good night, everybody.